1: So Nitty, this was a cold night when we recorded this episode that we're rebroadcasting. It was originally recorded on January 22nd, 2017.
0: Marco, this was another one of our our grand debates, uh, which was who had the most boring prime minister uh you chose... I forgot who you chose. You know, there's
1: only one way to find out, and it's to listen to this episode. But I will say this, Nitty: You and I made a promise back in 2017 that we would do another boring prime minister challenge, and we haven't done it.
0: It's got to happen in season three.
1: So look out for that in season three. But until then, let's wet your whistle with the boring prime minister debate. Who won this one?
0: I'm trying to remember. I want to say me, because I always like to think that I win things, but... Who knows? I guess the debate is still ongoing.
1: There you go. Listen, and you you determine who won. (laughs) Enjoy. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane... One thing that we strive for is we strive that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can just feel free to drift off. I want to thank you for joining us. We hope that you will listen and sweep. Not sweep. Listen and sleep. But we hope you sweep as well. Wouldn't you say?
0: I People can sweep. This is a really good podcast for sweeping and household chores, I think.
1: Also, tweet us if you're going to sweep. Tweet and sweep and sleep. At Listen and Sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, who seems a little tongue-tied today.
0: And I am your co-host, Nidhi Khanna. Marco, I was looking up uh, a few facts and figures about... uh,
1: As you do for a podcast. I do.
0: I do. uh, About a Canadian prime minister from back in the day, shall we say. And I was adamant that the Canadian prime minister that I picked was one of the most boring or the most boring in canadian history to which you retorted if i may say so of course with uh, a challenge that the canadian prime minister that you had on your mind was actually more boring than the one that i had
1: and i picked mine randomly i was just like you know we know certain prime ministers but who was the fifth prime prime minister i couldn't list you in order the the different prime ministers of canada so i looked up the fifth prime minister of canada and i said oh nitty this dude is boring so we decided to have our very first canadian prime minister off
0: so who was the prime minister you picked
1: so I'm going to invite our listeners to to tweet who they think was the most boring prime minister from the two that we selected, or if they have a, their own boring prime minister. Mine, my prime minister, Canadian prime minister, is the Honorable Sir Mackenzie Bowell or Bowell.
0: And mine is um, Alexander Mackenzie. So I guess if we were to do this in true debate fashion. Mm-hmm. Be it resolved.
1: Oh, I like where this is going.
0: That Alexander Mackenzie was a more boring Canadian Prime Minister than
1: Sir Mackenzie. How would you say this? Bowell.
0: Bowell. Bowel? Bowell. Bowell. sounds bad. Bowell sounds bad. I feel bad. bad for him if it was. <laughs> I say
1: bowl. It's B-O-W-E-L-L well. I'm gonna say Bowell. All right. And give him like the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> Sounds good. So my, my prime minister was prime minister from December 21st, 1894, to April 27th, 1896, and he was the fifth. Prime Minister.
0: Okay, so if we're gonna go that way, just
1: to see who goes first, is what I was thinking.
0: Oh, I see. Okay, uh, mine was Prime Minister from 1874 to 1878.
1: So you go first because he was Prime Minister before m- my guy was.
0: Okay, so I'm just gonna go start with a very brief couple of facts,
1: and I'm gonna I'm gonna be looking at Wikipedia for my facts.
0: Right. Uh I am gonna be looking at various sources oh. starting with vice.
1: It seems like you've dropped the gauntlet I on have. that. Okay, I great. Have.
0: Uh so Alexander Mackenzie was a stonemason by train.
1: Oh, that's so funny because Sir Mackenzie Bowell or Bowell was also a mason but i'll get to my guy
0: okay and he carried
1: uh he was a freemason sorry a freemason okay
0: mine was a stone mason okay. and carried all his life the no-nonsense straight shooting attitude of a good working-class 19th century protestant Ooh. he also looks like the man the old man from home alone really he does
1: my guy sir mackenzie bowell was an english-born canadian politician and he served as the fifth prime minister of Canada. He was born in Rickinghall, England. Do you know where that is, Nitty?
0: No, I don't. Neither
1: do I. And in 1832, his family immigrated to Belleville, Upper Canada at the time, which is now Belleville, Ontario. What can you tell me about Belleville? Well,
0: Nitty? I can tell you that Belleville is on its way to Montreal because every time I drive to Montreal, I pass Belleville.
1: I can tell you that Belleville is where Uh, the Black Diamond Cheese Factory is.
0: Ah. And they have
1: a fountain of orange water in front of their building that I want to say is some of the, let's say the whey products from the cheddar they make. I'm guessing at that.
0: I'm just going to say that obviously that was an exciting fact because Zena came running, my dog came running over. As
1: as one would, right? Well,
0: with the mention of cheese, yes. I am going to up your... Bellevue reference. Sure. And let you know that Alexander Mackenzie immigrated in 1842 from Scotland. Okay. And he worked, as I said, as a stonemason and established himself as a building contractor in Sarnia, Ontario. Oh, yes.
1: Good old Sarnia.
0: Yes, exactly. So I think Sarnia trumps Belleville because Belleville is still... Like more south, closer to upper and lower Canada, I would say. Still on the trade route. Sarnia is a little bit but further Sarn- afield.
1: Doesn't Sarnia have like um, natural resource money or didn't at one time? I know that Belleville is on the Bay of Quinty. And I also want to put this fun fact about Belleville. Lauren Ash, who is a great Canadian actor, and a friend of mine, is from Belleville.
0: Well, see how interesting? Whereas, oh. be it resolved <laughs> that Alexander Mackenzie is a more boring prime minister. No, but this
1: has nothing to do with the prime minister everything. other than his birthplace. Or Marcus, his, his immigrate, Im, place of immigration. Listen,
0: Marco, I'm going to tell you right now. Every fact counts. The facts that you choose to reveal argue for whatever case you're trying to make. So be careful of what facts you decide to run this debate with.
1: Don't fault me for knowing that Lauren Ash is from Belleville and Ooh. she happens to be interesting because I'm certain that there's interesting people from Sarnia who you just don't happen to know.
0: I'm not using them in my argument.
1: Then you're just giving a, base, a basic argument and that's not Because
0: cool. it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm also going to say... Mm-hmm. Well, actually, okay, this is a little bit interesting. This okay, is no, pretty much the most interesting fact you're going okay. to find with Alexander Mackenzie. He was the first um, liberal prime minister.
1: Oh, well, there you go. My prime minister was conservative, and he held his seat for the conservatives when they lost the election in January 1874 in the wake of the Pacific scandal. And later that year he was that sounds instru-
0: interesting. What is the person well
1: i 'll look it up in just a second, but um, he was instrumental in having Louis Real expelled from the
0: house. These are all interesting facts hmm. you don't understand this debate, do you you
1: you don't you need to go on Wikipedia because this site here is just giving you okay. such a trica- truncated right, okay. version of okay. your your all prime right. minister that it 's not fair. All Um,
0: If that's the way you want to play it.
1: While you're doing that, the Pacific scandal was a political scandal in Canada involving allegations of bribes being accepted by 150 members of the conservative government in the attempts of private interest to influence the bidding for a national rail contract. So it had to deal with the rail and bribes, nitty.
0: That's actually really interesting. Well,
1: you may (laughs) say so. Um, Bribes
0: are not like uh, scandal. He's scandalous. That's pretty. Uh... In
1: 1892, he became Minister of Militia and Defense.
0: Oh, see, Minister of Militia.
1: Well, let's not let's not let's not make this too exciting, idiot. Okay, <laughs> because I'm not, I'm just trying to. I don't think he was Prime Minister yet when all this happened. So, to, this is this is his early political life. So you can't judge him on this. Because let's talk about when he became Prime Minister in December of 1894. It was because Prime Minister Sir John Spower, sorry, Sir John Sparrow, David Thompson died suddenly, and Bowell, as the most senior cabinet member, was appointed in Thompson's seat by the Governor General, and then Bowell thus became the second of just two Canadian Prime Minister after John Abbott to hold that office while serving in the Senate rather than the House of Commons. Are you awake? Did you hear what I just said?
0: Did he have any military service?
1: No. Did yours? Because military service is exciting.
0: Well, he was only a major.
1: You can't can't only be a major. Major is a pretty awesome um, title to have. Is it really? Have you ever seen Major Dad? (laughs) I rest my case. (laughs) As prime minister, as prime minister, (laughs) Bowell faced the the Manitoba school question,
0: which was what. about the Manitoba school question.
1: In 1890, Manitoba had abolished public funding for denominational schools, both Catholic and Protestant, which many thought was contrary to the provisions made for denominational schools. It's funny, Nitty, that this is a debate, even in 1890. It (laughs) continues to be a debate now in Canada. Uh, However, in a court challenge, the Judicial Committee of the Privy Council held that Manitoba's... uh, abolition of public funding for denominational schools was consistent with the manitoba act provision so there you go there you go
0: okay so um let's let's talk a bit about i don't know if he was even a sir there's not even an honorable i'm assuming there's an honorable Mm Mackenzie, but it doesn't say here in this article um But when... Oh, look. Okay. When the MacDonald government fell due to the Pacific Scandal...
1: Oh, so you've got a connection to the Pacific Scandal. In
0: 1873, Mm -hmm. the Governor General, Lord Dufferin...
1: And it's funny because you live... We're actually recording this just off Dufferin Street.
0: That's right. Um, Called upon Mackenzie, who had been chosen as the leader of the Liberal Party a few months earlier to form a new government... And Mackenzie formed a government and then asked the governor general to call an election. So he was so boring that he did not even wait to call an election after being appointed prime minister. That's how good he was. And then he won the election. And he remained prime minister for the next four years.
1: Wow, that's impressive. Bowell and his predecessors struggled to solve the Manitoba question, which at that time divided the country. And even Bowell's own cabinet was divided because of this nitty. And then this poor Sir Bowell was further hampered by his handling of the issue by his own, get this, indecisiveness. So, you know, that just shows you what kind of gentleman this person was. And his inability as a senator to take part in debates in the House of Commons, because Bowell backed legislation already drafted that would have forced Manitoba to restore its Catholic schools, but then postponed it due to opposition within his own cabinet.
0: See, he was like at the forefront of a lot of controversy, whereas Alexander Mackenzie. Um, you know, it was unusual for a man of Mackenzie's humble origins to attain a position such as Prime Minister and uh, usually it was only given, it was something that was usually given to someone who was a little bit more privileged in society and so Lord Dufferin who, as I said, was the governor general at the time. Right. He expressed some early misgivings about a stonemason taking over the government, but.
1: Why would he have misgivings for a stonemason?
0: Because I guess, I'm assuming he's like, ah, he's not of high society. I However, see. Okay. this is how boring Alexander Mackenzie is: is that upon meeting Mackenzie, Lord Dufferin revised his opinions and said. And I quote,
1: Oh, here we go.
0: However narrow and inexperienced Mackenzie might be, I imagine he is thoroughly upright, well-principled, and well-meaning man, which means he is so even-keel and so non-scandalous that he was able to be the most boring prime minister in Canada.
1: Well, I I doubt that because I will say this. And while the government was in crisis over this Manitoba question, it was resolved and everything returned to normal when six of the ministers were re- reinstated by the leadership and then effectively held by Charles Tupper, who had joined the cabinet at the same time, filling the seventh place. Tupper, who had been the Canadian High Commissioner to the United Kingdom, had been recalled Those by the plotters all, to replace...
0: These are all interesting facts.
1: Well, I don't know, like...
0: These are all I think interesting. Your, I think
1: your Lord Dufferin, um, that whole Lord Dufferin stuff is pretty great. What happened later in life with your your prime Later minister? in life, mm-hmm.
0: like after after after
1: he became prime minister,
0: mm. did he
1: do anything interesting? Like what was legacy? his legacy? Sure, what okay, was his legacy?
0: Ah, uh, a monument is dedicated to his tomb in Lakeview Cemetery, Sarnia. Oh. Okay, this one's interesting, and I know you'll like this because okay. this is actually. Uh, so he was honorable, like an honor. He obviously had a title at the end, but uh, honorable Alexander Mackenzie by Lauren Harris.
1: Oh, one of my favorite painters. Um, if now not, hangs
0: at the Mackenzie Building, the Royal Military College of Canada.
1: Well, there you go. So. One of my favorite artists painted a picture of him, so I think that's pretty.
0: That's it. Pretty that's awesome. A, that's that's his legacy. Those well, two pieces of art. Well, no, one is more like a monument dedicated to his tomb, and a piece of art that was his legacy.
1: Well, I don't see anything here that states that there is a bust of this dude, <laughs> Prime Minister, <laughs> Minister Bowell. Bowell stayed in the Senate after his prime ministership and served as his party's leader until. Nineteen oh six, and afterwards as a plain senator until his death at ninety four. What did he die of, Nitty? You might ask. Any hmm. guesses?
0: I'm gonna say. What year did he die?
1: Oh, he died. So he was. He died on December tenth, nineteen seventeen, at the age of ninety three. I stand corrected. Okay,
0: nineteen. Sorry, nineteen.
1: 17.
0: Oh, 1917. He died, I bet, of like, I'm going to say something, you know, interesting about the time. Probably like Spanish flu.
1: No, he died of a broken heart.
0: Well, that's interesting. No, he actually
1: didn't. Cause <laughs> that, he died of pneumonia in Belleville, 17 days short of his 94th birthday. And guess where he's buried?
0: In Belleville?
1: In the Belleville Cemetery. His funeral was attended by a full complement of the Orange Order, because he was an orangeman, but not by any current or formally elected members of the government. That's how boring he was, a former prime minister. None of the current leadership or politicians showed up at his funeral.
0: That's his... true of Alexander Mackenzie as well. Well, don't try from to... The government, showed up at his funeral.
1: Don't try to, st- to steal my guys.
0: But wait, okay. no one showed up and even though he died while he was leader of the opposition. So that's how boring he was. He was still a sitting member of Parliament.
1: I think that shows how unliked he was, not necessarily how boring he was. I will say this, that Bowles' descendants live in Hertfordshire, England. Have you ever been there? I have not. And some of them live in Ontario, Canada.
0: Well, look at that.
1: In... uh. Their 1998 study of the Canadian prime ministers up through Jean Chrétien, who was prime minister at the time, J.L. Granatstein and Norman Hilmer found that a survey of Canadian historians ranked Bowell 19th out of the 20 prime ministers up until then. So he was ranked (laughs) second last. I should find out who was... who was marked last?
0: So, so that we yeah, can we that's, can. That's good. We Alexander that. Mackenzie was ranked eleventh. Oh. Eleventh place, just in that same John in
1: that same Carroll. study. In, that in the same, same yes. Yeah, oh, okay. So you one. found that out. Okay.
0: However, um, I think he was number eleven because he did nothing. He did nothing bad, and he did nothing good. He kind of just was status quo. Mm. Mm-hmm. So that's why he's right in the middle.
1: Well, I'll just say this. Let the listeners decide who was more boring. But I want to I want to look into this Sparrow dude because isn't that the name of the character that... um is Jack it, Sparrow. Yeah, is Jack? Is that the, is his name? Jack no, Sparrow? it's
0: John Sparrow. Yeah, but
1: isn't John? A,
0: but it's Sir John Sparrow, David Thompson. Right, but so he's got two names. I know, but
1: isn't Jack a diminutive of John? I don't is
0: know. Is it? Is isn't it, it Jack, uh, Jack, Jack? Jack. John. No, I think Jack is like...
1: Jackson? Or...
0: Well, I don't... Mm,
1: can, a, can a John not be a Jack?
0: That's pretty, like... Are we that lazy with
1: I don't know. Names? We, we need Jacks and Johns. Yeah, I, I know, know. I, my friend has a son named Jack, but his name is Jack. It, it was always Jack.
0: Right. Okay, so Jack...
1: While you're looking that up, okay. John Sparrow was a Canadian lawyer, judge, politician, and university ah. professor who served as the fourth prime minister of Canada. So he was clearly a prime minister before my dude and he died in office on december 12th and how did he die you might ask in office heart attack age of 49 it's
0: hard times
1: difficult man it's hard to run a country
0: okay the origins of 10 nicknames um It can be Jack. It could be James as well.
1: Oh, yeah, it's James. I think Um, I've always known it as James. I knew there was something about it that was. Yeah, didn't strike me. Um, What is? Oh
0: no, but Jack is. Why is Jack from John?
1: Yeah. Why is Jack from John?
0: Um. It. It. uh, Ooh. Oh, this is actually an interesting fact. Okay. The name Jack dates back to about. 1200 the year 1200 and was originally used as a generic name for peasants oh over time jack worked his way into words such as lumberjack and steep steeplejack um and john was once used as the generic name for english commoners and peasants oh. like john doe which could be why jack became the nickname for john but the more likely explanation is that the Normans added um, kin? Oh, this is very... Now this is getting...
1: A little complex. Yeah. Let me tell you this, okay. Nidhi. Nee. Tell me. Going back to John Sparrow, Prime yeah. Minister John Sparrow. Despite having held a prime ministerial office, Prime Minister John Sparrow had little estate. So Parliament set up a, a fund to support his widow and children. His only remaining descendant today is the Canadian politician, Margaret Mitchell. Do you know who Margaret Mitchell is? No. She is part of the new Democratic Party. Ah. And she is a member of Parliament for Vancouver East. She held office from 79 to 93.
0: Well, look at so that. So there
1: you go. I want to know condition. why
0: he has like five names that are all like name names. I
1: think that was the, the custom thing, of the time.
0: The style? Um,
1: talking of nicknames from actual names, do you know where the name Peggy Comes from what the actual female name is?
0: I do, Margaret.
1: And we just talked about Margaret Mitchell, that's why it came to mind. Oh, mm,
0: look at that. So,
1: does that mean Peggy's Cove is actually Margaret's Cove? Oh. But it's in Margaret's Bay, if I'm not mistaken. Well, no, Cove. That's why. Interesting.
0: Mm.
1: Have you ever been to Peggy's Cove?
0: I haven't. It's
1: fantastic. Is it really? It's spectacular. I think it's the second most photographed site in Canada after, do you want to guess? think of think of uh,
0: after niagara falls you got it Mm.
1: i think that's what they what they say there right it's like um it's one of the sort of facts of of it but it's absolutely gorgeous gorgeous and it is on saint margaret's bay so i think that's where it gets its um, name from and it's a beautiful lighthouse you gotta go there is all i can say how do you feel about lighthouses
0: Lighthouses in general.
1: Lighthouse homes. I don't know what you'd call the plural for lighthouse. Mm. Like, light. yeah, you're yes, right. I don't know.
0: Light homes. Light lighthouses. Mm, odd. Um, I'm neither here nor there with them. I feel like they're very interesting structures, and I would love to like go up one. But it's one of those things that's also kind of a relic because it's no longer really. Necessary, is it like I
1: know? Lighthouses unfortunately, eat? we did we talked about things that were sort of a few episodes back about things that are becoming obsolete. Mm-hmm. I feel like certainly the lighthouse keeper, yeah, there's few and far betweens because the lighthouses that are currently used are automated,
0: right? Right,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you know that? So, Peggy's Cove in St. Margaret's Bay, St. Margaret's Bay was named after Samuel de Champlain's mother marguerite did you know that
0: i didn't know that look at you with all these facts
1: listen it's what happens when you have a phone next to you (laughs) and you're recording a podcast (laughs) you can just sort of look things up
0: i think all of these interesting facts are actually a distraction marco for the fact that i clearly won this debate
1: i don't think it's something that you can determine we need our listeners to tell us who in fact was the more boring prime minister sir bowell or
0: I mean look, Sir Bowl even has such an interesting name that there's a million pronunciations it's that we It's only don't
1: know. interesting because I don't know how to pronounce that name. Whatever,
0: it doesn't matter. Mine is like the most boring English like Scott like Alexander Mackenzie. You can't get any more like plain than that.
1: I suppose. It's well, true. we can both say safely that there are no John Sparrow.
0: <laughs> there are no John Sparrow. <laughs> he obviously was a lot more interesting.
1: I think it's interesting that we don't know what prime ministers, though. I have to I say, know, like you know, I know I know the last say five prime ministers, five to seven prime sure. ministers. Like I remember the prime minister I remember as a child was Trudeau. So I remember from Pierre Trudeau up. I would guess I'd be able to do it, but before that. I think it was Pearson, I want to say. I want to guess. And this is from having done a report on Lester B. Pearson back in, uh, I want to say, the fifth grade. Did you do any reports on prime ministers when you were going to school?
0: Oh, probably. I mean, we all had to do, I think, in grade 10 that, like, I think we had to do it in French. I can't even remember. The History of Canada... Um, You know, in order to graduate high school, you have to do the history of Canada. Sure. Like, the the year, I think it's grade 10 or 10th grade that that you have to do it in. So,
1: um, I once had to portray Sir John A. MacDonald. Oh. Yeah, it was this weird sort of gig I had where it was like me and two friends. And one friend was Catherine Partrail. Mm Mm-hmm. Who wrote *Roughing It in the Bush*? Okay. one of Canada's first novels or, oh, or yes. books. I, I, it wasn't a novel. It was about life living in the Canadian wilderness or first coming to Canada. Okay, and the other friend of mine was Cornelius Krieghoff, who was a Canadian painter. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, I hope he was a painter. I want to say he was a trapper and a painter. Anyways, so I got to play one of Canada. Well, I got to play Canada's first prime minister. We invite you to tweet us on who you think was the more boring Prime Minister. Mine? Sir. Bowell?
0: Or, or Nini's? The Honorable Alexander Mackenzie. Please tweet us at Listen and Sleep uh, because this is definitely something that Marco and I want uh, settled by you, the listener. As always, we're recording in Toronto and we're produced by John Cass Productions. So until the next time, we hope you listen and sleep.